All right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam, and my wonderful and now two-week older birthday boy, Orion. Say hello, Orion. Hello, Orion, and hello, everyone else. Ah, yes. How do I sound? Do I sound good, clear, not too loud, not too You sound fine. I mean, you always sound weird, but you sound fine. That's true. Uh, No, I mean, last week, I like, it was so weird. I was... You know, editing the podcast, I could see where I was speaking, see where you were speaking, and see where uh, Source was speaking. I was just like, why am I so fucking loud? I don't think it's an input. I think it's your <laughs> personal output. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. Um, I do also would like to give a quick, um, I don't know, disclaimer and, you know, thank you to all our listeners thus far for that episode last week. I do want to... Um, apologize for some of the ranting that i may have gone down the volume of my voice the um what could have been deemed as slightly abrasive nature toward matthew and i'm really sorry about that um i'll just say this kids um don't uh don't get lost in the sauce before you're trying to record a podcast because uh sometimes you just get a little loose and i don't want to be that way Drinking's okay, but don't get lost in the sauce and stuff. It happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> like, don't get lost in the sauce. Immediately grabs a course <laughs> and takes a healthy <laughs> swig. <laughs> but that's well, not getting lost it. in the sauce. That's just a little like a little sauce glaze, right? Like you're not getting lost in there. It's like a dipping sauce. It's like a dipping sauce. Like when you're pounding nine and a half percenters, you know, an hour before your episode, probably not a good idea, but. Anyway, I think we're in a better mindset uh, mindset tonight, which is good. Uh, we do have quite a fun episode in store. We're going to take on the Aussies' fourth effort from Parkway Drive Atlas. Uh, you know, this is the ball's back in my court, so I want to take on Parkway Drive. Uh, this is probably a more unique album. I think if we look at. Um, how we kind of started the podcast with not picking Shogun or Ascendancy or In Waves or In the Core of the Dragon or really any other trivium al- album that uh, we both love. We picked one we really weren't too, you know, not, not say we weren't too familiar with it, but it was something that was a little more, you know, not as well regarded. And this is an album in my eyes that I definitely wanted to take a second look at and see if it, you know, has gotten better with age. So, but before we go into that, let us jump into last week's. I again, I already talked about how apologetic I am about last week's outbursts, Uh, (laughs) but it was a fun episode. I was so glad to have Matt on with us to review the you know new metal classic hybrid theory. Uh, Any feedback out there from you, buddy? Yeah, uh, from Matt, he said that uh, he hopes he never has to speak to you again. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's excited to come back. Oh! <laughs> um, I think it just just the the fun nostalgia trip, man. I think everybody was, you know, starting to open their closets and try to find their Jinko jeans and put on their favorite episode of Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I think it's just a good nostalgic listen. Uh, like we said before, I don't think there is a person who won't hear some Linkin Park song and at least get a small smile thinking of like the 12 year old version of themselves. So I think people were a little surprised going from what have we had death clock and kill switch and stuff like that. Then Linkin Park hybrid theory. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just a fun surprise. I'm glad that we did that. That was a very nostalgic and, and fun little journey that we went on. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was. Um, God, oh, God, is it coming back? Oh, God, not paper cut again, Orion. Are you just playing Lincoln okay. Park again? Did your hand yeah, just start just shaking to... and you went straight to Spotify to play some more hybrid theory? Because, <laughs> buddy, uh, I need to find I was I, I need to do this in general. Awesome. I have um, a bunch of my old, you know, tour stuff like old tour shirts and things like that. And I swear I have somewhere my stub still from when I saw Lincoln Park open for Metallica in like 2004. It was one of the first shows I went to. And again, as a shit, how old would I have been then? 14 year old whatever that was i mean how magical right to see metallica and lincoln park as like a 13 14 year old i mean can't ask for better it was awesome yeah that's pretty cool um <laughs> funny just i could totally tell you're reading something <laughs> oh yeah sorry <laughs> tell the story you're like oh that's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a flying fuck uh, yep. i'm just kidding uh, but yeah, so we yeah for me, just seeing some of the text, the comments, and everything about just again how we picked this album of all albums was pretty cool, and just definitely takes people right back to you know two thousand, whether you're in fourth, fifth, tenth grade, whatever. Um, it was funny that was a disco texted both of you and I is that we found what is Miorda CD just cleaning out his closet randomly. Mm-hmm. So so. Very cool. Um, but speaking of feedback, we got one from old Terry. He says, greetings and salutations. Um, wrapping up your recent episode of Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory, a bit of a surprise. I kind of forgot about them, probably since they came out when I was 18. As you pointed out, they definitely resonate more with the 15, 16-year-old range. A bit too polished for my surly 18-year-old ass at the time, but a solid debut for a band that came out of nowhere and one that just grew up to be an absolute monster, which is very true seeing where they were, you know, from 2000 to 2015, just all over the place. Uh, he says, I will say that learning one step closer on guitar definitely opened up my mind to approaching the instrument in different ways. Mixing in harmonics was like, what? A, a real soft spot in my heart for that alone. I think by the time Yorda came out, I had moved on to other things and never really gave it a listen. But as always, pleased to see them gaining so much fame, like having a scene in one of the Saw sequels. As always, keep it metal and keep it rock hard. Best regards, Terry. Thank you, buddy. That was a very nice, polite email. Uh, that we received. Um, what else we got? So... I totally forgot about that. Chester Bennington was in one of the Saw movies. He got like ripped apart by a car or some shit. Oh yeah, wasn't he in? I think he was like in the front like seat, and it just. Oh. I'm pretty sure, like he strapped into the car. Well, we can we can we can dive into that in our saw podcast. Actually, well, yeah. Dude, I, he, I can't remember if he gets like torn apart by four different cars, or if he's just like in a car and then it just like slams into a wall and he's just yeeted through the windshield. I can't remember. I think he's yeeted. I feel like this is all very inappropriate conversation now given that he oh. actually did pass away uh moving on do we have any other fun emails 
Yep. Uh, I guess we have our you know first segment, the strongly worded email from one Anthony. Oh my god, I I fucking love that. Um the little 90s well, fade out at the end is so good. All right. So here comes Anthony. He says regarding why bands skip Richmond about my tirade about 95 and then skipping right through. He says it's because the Richmond scene is just underwhelming compared to the Norfolk scene. Richmond kids try to be too cool for school. That's why there's always been the problem, even when I started back in the early 2000s. See, there is a reason why I bring up Adam's high school erections, since Dickhead already brought it up without a prompt. The fuck? Adam has bitched enough about some of these things, which has made me start to realize that he's just mad that he wasn't cool enough to wear headphones while playing? The fuck that means? Like, I guess the guy from Linkin Park? Kind of rude. Um, Any, like, like, deaf or something? I don't know. Fun fact, I always thought that Mike was a black guy before I saw saw a picture of him. My buddies and me were going to start a band just like them, and I was going to take his role. Needless to say, that didn't happen. (laughs) Matt couldn't have said what he said about crawling any better. There's just nothing special about that song. So yes, Adam, I'm giving you Anna Ryan shit where it falls on your rankings, which mine was sixth, a very, I think, fair ranking. And in this one instance, Orion is getting all my rage thoughts. For fuck's sake, dude. I've got nothing else to add, so I'll leave you folks to it. Until next time, Captain Dickbag Anthony. Well, it looks like Captain Dickhead is here. Dickbag, according to oh. uh, uh, Adam. Ah! Uh, you know, <laughs> the guy's finally here to uh, to really to really give you my... You can hear the tone of my voice when I'm giving him shit. So thank you, Orion. Thank you, Adam, for having me on. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cheers, cheers, buddy. Or- thank you. I am looking forward to hearing how wrong Adam is again. Oh, this album, like, I kind of begged him to do this one, and I was like, if you do it, I have to be here. We definitely differ in opinions. I think my rankings are gonna be, I'm feeling they're gonna be a lot different than where you guys line hey, everything up. But, Anthony, um, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. Stop smacking the table. Oh, sorry. Keep your hands in your pants. In your pants. Yes. Definitely love this album. Uh, Very important to me. Um, I remember how excited I was when I got it and uh, just super, super excited to be actually on here and to talk about it. So definitely something different. Um, Never really thought about rankings before with this, but it's going to be fun. Awesome. Well, Anthony, again, um, thank you for coming here. And I guess giving a chance to defend yourself after all these sultry emails that um, mm-hmm. I most of the time read. Um, but tell us, man. So, you know, Ryan, right. The whole point of this podcast is, you know, the metal journey and just reliving and going back to albums and genres and just reminiscing, especially the two thousands uh, with hybrid theory. So tell us, man, what is your metal journey? So pretty Similar to what you guys uh, have went through, with the exception of I didn't have a, a kiss-loving father like Adam. So uh, obviously the 80s hair metal stuff, um, Lincoln Park, that was a huge album for me coming up. Uh, I think I was in you know, sixth grade 
So that was definitely um, a whole lot of just something different that I hadn't heard. You know, obviously we heard all the, the grunge stuff in the nineties and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it was really my buddy, Jeremy, um, RIP buddy, but uh, he kind of introduced me to something a little bit heavier. Like his, him and his brother were kind of into, you know, punk at the time. And that was different. Like obviously blink and, you know, newfound lore, that kind of stuff. And then I remember one day I was at his house and uh he put on um, 94 Hours by Asley Die, and I was like, what in the hell is this? The drums just completely blew my mind, and uh, I was kind of hooked at that point, and then um, I'd say the next band was uh, Between the Buried and Me, um, that album, The Silent Circus, uh, that something extremely different than um, anything like Asley Dying had been doing at the time, very abstract. I guess you could call it progressive now. At the time, it was called Grindcore. Uh, different time signature changes, but I do recall there was one part in that song and the song uh, Mordecai where it's almost like an elevator music solo, and I was completely blown away. I'd never heard anything like it. And then from there, you know, obviously I had the Atreyu, all that stuff. My first metal show was actually Atreyu at the Norva, um, so I did want to share that part. But yeah, man, from there, just kind of hold on, hold on, buddy, back up, back up. Sorry, Atreyu at the Norva. Oh. Hold on, what year was Tell that? Us- Tell us Probably. more about Atreyu. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, honestly, dude, I hated him. Uh, I did not <laughs> like him. Like, I, the right side of the bed, I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then, uh, so, yeah, um, ended up going to the concert. Uh, kind of feel bad how I got there. There was a sold-out show. Um, my friend Jeremy did not want this other guy to go. So, uh, somehow, he finagled away for me to buy his ticket. And kind of a shitty move, but it is what it is. But no, um, we, we got there. It was uh, Shadows Fall. It was Norma Jean, Unearth, and Atreyu. Um, great fucking lineup, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, but this was probably 2004. Okay. I want to say the 2004, 2005. It was right around when like The Curse came out, um, which great freaking album. Uh, but yeah, um, definitely took me a while I had to see him live before I kind of got it I mean he was up there wearing skinny white jeans doing the emo fucking microphone twirl and all that stuff being very pompous and what you would expect him to be um but no they had a really good sound they played well um I do recall Randy Blythe was there from Lame of God uh they were he was giving on earth beer bongs during their set which is fucking <laughs> cool by the way that's awesome. I, I, imagine a 15 year old kid seeing like people on stage just doing beer bongs. You're like, hell yeah, this is everything I wanted in life. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but from that point, you know, um, I just, I kept going further down. Um, I got into heavier stuff. Like if there was any clean singing, I was like, this is something I just don't want to hear. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I kind of got out of it when I went to tech because Blacksburg is kind of like a whole, unless you know people, you know, in the scene, but um, this was one of those albums that came out when I was at Tech, and I was like, I miss this, and I want to get back into it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I've kind of been keeping an eye on you know newer bands and stuff like that. Obviously, there's some holdovers uh, from back in the day. Protest the Hero being one of them. Great <laughs> goddamn band. Uh, but uh... yeah, um, I had to get it in. Come on, man. But yeah, dude. Um, yeah, just kind of trying to keep an eye on things and uh try to go see as many shows i actually just saw the mars volta last night in dc wow yeah yep and uh i will thank you gentlemen for releasing the podcast on monday because that was a wonderful drive uh 
because of uh, Adam's just <laughs> belligerent, drunk, freaking. Hold on, hold fiction. on, hold on. I, I was not drunk or belligerent. I was just very vocal and loud. It's belligerent. That's what that is. Yeah, I could definitely tell. Like he had a he had a couple of drinks. So I was just smiling the whole ride. But yeah, yeah. man, definitely try to go uh, to uh, as many shows as I can. Furnace Fest was awesome. Uh, I got asked a couple times about the shirt, tried to lead them on. Uh, I had a friend last night. I think she subscribed to the podcast. So hopefully yes. it's it's spreading like a just a sick, sick disease. So Adam's evil is just spreading across the world. So uh, congrats on the podcast, boys. It's been awesome to listen to you guys every week. So, yeah. Thank you, man. We really appreciate it. We appreciate your your consistent feedback and you know you you consistently tell adam how wrong he is it's not it's not harassment if he's just spitting facts um so no that's awesome thank you and it's funny i was trying to think of whether or not i was at that show at the norva and i was like racking my brain about it because i've seen every band you mentioned at the norva i think except for norma jean so i don't think i was at that show but i saw shadows fall at the norva a bunch of times i saw a you open for megadeth and unearth right i can't remember if i saw unearth at the norva or if i saw them at mayhem fest but i also saw unearth around that time period too but there is a good chance that our paths have crossed at the norva if you used to go to the norva there's a good chance that i was also at some other shows oh absolutely i i like honestly like I got brought up in the email. Like, dude, I mean, I like Richmond. I love the fact that we have the national, but dude, something about the Norva, it's the smell. I don't know. It's the stale beer and just, I don't know. It's just got this, like. It's just, my favorite venue. It, it, it I is. completely agree. I yeah. mean, the national's prettier, but Norva's just better. It, yeah, I like the layout of the Norva better. And I mean, you know, I'll admit there's probably a bit of a nostalgia there, but I just, I like the setup of the Norva better than the national i feel like the national almost has like a separation to it like i know it's multi-tiered and stuff but i don't know the norva feels much more like conducive to those types of shows yeah i mean it's definitely because the national is a an actual theater whereas the norva is more of like a, a sound stage where it's just you've got standing room only and then you've got you know the u-shaped balcony up top where you've got you know just standard room up there and then i think they've got what two rows of seats or something like that around the perimeter i don't even I think, think they have fine. seats yeah they just have like a bar area upstairs yeah they have the high top that's right but they don't have yeah. like road seating or anything like the national yeah i mean yeah it's not like you've got like actual what 60 rows of seats like the national right so. quick Quick Norva story. This one, just while we're on the topic, I uh, I've seen Slayer a few times, and I'll never forget this. I saw um, Slayer at the Norva back in uh, I want to say 2011, something like that. I can't remember the exact year, but I remember distinctly as you know they were getting Slayer prepped that they close. I never seen this before at the Norva. They closed the downstairs bar, like they actually took all the stools and stuff and started taking things off the wall from the bar and i was like what the fuck is happening and this dude was like it's slayer like it's gonna get insane in here and it was definitely one of the most insane shows i saw at the norma before uh tell, tell him, it was so tell good him. it was so good tell him about the intro tell him about the intro oh what the with the 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 the, the awesome. yeah so <clears throat> when i mean they have different intros but in this show and the most recent show i saw them they have a very simple but just just such a badass intro um I don't think at this time they would have had that yet because it would have been from Disciple. Well, maybe they did. Anyways, it's just a it's just a white 
sheet and it just has three crosses on it like just kind of um uh just up on the on the screen through a projector like three crosses and it's just quiet and then like a drum roll starts to slowly come in and all three crosses just slowly flip over and then the yes. blast comes in and the curtain drops and it's fucking slayer and i was just like that is just so simple but so unbelievably sick uh them gojira had a pretty similar kind of setup not with the, the upside down crosses but they also just had a white sheet and they had a strobe light behind them and they just started playing uh fortitude or some songs from fortitude um and it was just that happening but just i love that i love when a band has a very like simple but effective stage intro presence you don't need to have a bunch of pyrotechnics and shit going on just a white canvas with some strobe lights and a couple of symbols is, is enough it was badass Speaking of like well, like favorite intros, I remember I saw um, Killswitch at um, at the Hat Factory or Toad's Place, whatever. Jesus, uh, yeah, this was I guess shit, probably two thousand two thousand eight, maybe. I think they were touring. They they were probably it may have been as Daylight Dies they were touring, uh, or maybe the one the self titled. I don't remember, but anyways. Um, well, who was they, with it? Howard, Howard or Jesse? Uh, uh, it was Howard, so it was probably two thousand six ish. I want to say so, probably yeah. Maybe in the end of maybe in the end of heartache. I feel like it's. It I think I'm pretty sure it was daylight dies, but uh, but anyways, yeah, they uh, they came out to the prices right theme. Um, I think that's super cool. I mean, I know they have a really cool sense of humor, especially Adam. I mean, what kind of guy runs around in the tutu? And just you know that and a freaking cape. I mean, that's uh, that's Adam D for sure. But yeah, Price is Right. Okay, cat. <laughs> okay, kitty. Okay, kitty. <laughs> no, kitty. That's my papa. <laughs> no. Right. Just uh, stroke your cat, Adam. Thanks. Patches old hula hand. Um, awesome. Well, again, Anthony, thanks for coming on here, and also thanks for bringing me that sick ass shirt. From Furnace Fest, it says, uh, what does it say? Drink, Drink beer, beer, listen, listen to, metal. to metal. God, fuck yeah. awesome. That is awesome. That is so what good. Brewery, what brewery was it from? It was a trim tab, actually, out of Birmingham. Um, I they, they made some, uh, they made like a special beer for the uh, festival. There's like a hazy session IPA. It's fantastic. And needless to say, I felt like shit on Saturday from drinking that pretty much all day Friday. Uh, I actually... It. Oh yeah, I considered briefly to uh, head to the bathroom and handle it before I decided to you know to go to the festival, and that rarely happens with me. But uh, yeah, great beer. Um, definitely wish I would have uh, checked the brewery out, but I will be back for sure. Hell yeah, that's a that's a cool, sick cool. shirt. Big fan. All right, well, let us move into the episode and matter at hand. Parkway Drive, their fourth studio album atlas so little uh, i guess precursor into the reasoning again like i said i already mentioned earlier that this was an album that i wanted to go back to but this is also an album where anthony and i vehemently disagree on how good it is yes uh, i'm just gonna put it out there now anthony cock gobbles all over this I do. and i'm gonna say deep blue is far superior but Bullshit. And that's here we are. So yes. it's already begun. The the, the 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 firing gun is off, and I'm just sitting here like, what are we doing, guys? Well, I'm just <laughs> happy to, to be able to. I'm just happy to be able to be here with you, Orion, to really just 
shit all over his stay. So this is going to be fun. Regardless, yeah, exactly. This is going to be this is going to be a good time, and it's fun for me because the best way I can describe Parkway Drive for me is when they pop on. I'm always like, oh yeah, I like these guys, but I haven't done a deep dive into Parkway Drive, so I feel like I'm almost like the ref in this fight, yeah. right? Like I'm fairly impartial. I've only heard this album a couple of times and re-listening to it again. It, it, I really have a very fresh listen to it. So I am curious to see where this all lands, but I will do my best to ensure that I don't agree with Adam. Good. Bastard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> May I just a little bit about like the album and like the stuff before? May I real quick? Of course. So yeah, so I like I got into them when they released Horizons, which was just a phenomenal album. Um, that was obviously the second album, Killing with a Smile. I had to go back and listen to. So I've loved them, I guess, since they first kind of popped out of the scene, which I think I first heard them 2007, maybe. So uh, obviously, Deep Blue came out, and then Atlas. Like I kind of was with them and the sound changes. The only issue that I have with Deep Blue is for fuck's sake with the drum recording like it does not the bass no the bass drum does not need to be that just in your face punchy like the levels were way off adam wanted the bitch about bless for a breast by a broken heart no that one sound it, yeah it does sound like shit by the way <laughs> but uh but like the, the like the levels for deep blue were just so just intense on the drums and it's like I, I get it man like you can play and you kick ass but turn them down fucking hell but yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to listen for that. I'm gonna have to have a critical ear for that because I've also. I mean, I've only heard that album a couple of times too. It was. I, I joked with Adam before we we started today that the song that I remember most clearly from Parkway Drive. I'm gonna get some shit from this. Is actually crushed from Ire. So when oh, God damn it. I know that's why I was just gonna say I knew you were gonna make fun of me because that's probably one of their. I'm <laughs> guessing that's one of their most well like radio y songs, right? But that's the only one I can remember by title which is terrible, I know, but this is a learning journey for me. So I'm excited to see where this lands. And I I see Adam laughing down there because I knew this is going to be a reaction. This would be like if somebody hadn't heard Metallica before and been like, I love Fuel. Like That's their best song. (laughs) Dude, I just broke my heart, man. Like that one. I I don't think I've actually listened to that whole album. I only heard Crushed and I I liked the kind of, you know, I don't know, monastery intro. I mean, this is kind of a cool song, but it is very falls in with any other metalcore song out there. It's not fantastic. I just had to put that out there because I thought you'd be amused slash very sad that that's the oh, song I, that I can remember. I, all of the above. Yes, sir. I, I would say Atlas is probably <laughs> the last like proper album before they did like just a drastic sound change trying to reach a bigger audience. I get it. They've got kids. They want to you know provide financial, you know, financially for them. So I get it, but doesn't mean I have to listen to it. But nope. yeah, this is really for me the last album that I listened to for uh, Parkway. I think it's as far as I got, and it's interesting. It, it, I mean, they don't have quite the depth as like an In Flames or anything like that. But it's it's funny how that works out, where there's like a threshold where it's like, all right, well, this is I no longer listen to these guys. In Flames, for me, I, I remember the album, but what Clayman was the last one that I liked. But yeah, yeah so it's. So. Yeah, so it's interesting how that happened. So I think I've only heard that song from Ire, but as far as full listens, I think I think I've only heard Deep Blue and Atlas all the way through. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, my introduction to Parkway was, was Deep Blue. Um, Popiak 
I remember sitting at John Tyler in the computer lab and he just texted me. He's like, check out this song and just sends me like a grainy YouTube video for Deliver Me. And just the way that that song opens just fucking floored me. And I was like, holy shit, these guys are fucking awesome. And then I think I went to Kyle. And I was like, hey, man, do you have that uh, that hard drive again? Can I see if you have this album? And he gave me um, Killing the Smile Horizons in Deep Blue. And I was like, these guys are just killer. So like we mentioned before, it's like once you find a band, and it's so cool that you can that they start following them along the way. So I was pumped when Atlas came out. And needless to say, it was kind of a drop-off for me. Whereas Iris for Anthony, Atlas is kind of the drop off for me, but there are some good songs on Atlas. I just, you know, it's kind of this thing, like it's kind of those things where it's kind of like Bullet My Valentine and All There Remains. It's like they've got like this, just this pinnacle album, and you're you're pumped for the next one that comes out, but then it like it just drops off. There's maybe one good song on there, and you just hold out hope that for the next album they're gonna go back and like just read redevelop that core energy that made them so popular and really develop that strong original fan base in the beginning. But you're just always just let down. So Um, would you say, would you say that Atlas is like your fever? No, I would not go that far. I, I like Atlas. Don't get me wrong. I do like the album. Um, I think when, because Anthony and I always argue with each other, he likes to say that Atlas is far superior than Deep Blue, which it's is where mature. he's wrong. Where he's wrong. Deep Blue is far superior of an album than Atlas. I think they're just, they have their own different sounds or different stories. And it's, it's weird to think that within two years time frame, the, I think the songwriting gets a little more dark and introspective versus Deep Blue. Um, but then you go into Ire. I personally like Ire because I do like a little more like polished sound at times. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, I like the the Deathless song they do with the uh, with Jennifer, uh, Jenna McDougal is a fantastic. Uh, that should have actually been the version on that album where you get the the like the harsh dark vocals from Winston and these like light beautiful vocals from Jenna. It's a great mix. Um, they really lose me at Reverence. Um, that one. It just it's all over the place, and I actually have not listened to anything um, from. Did, is Darker still out yet? It is. Uh, yeah. it, oh, it just came out last month. I have not listened to any songs from it. I need to. Um, I've heard good things about it. That's a different take. It's getting a lot more accolades um, than, um, like, I think Reverence did. Maybe they're the same. I don't fucking know. I haven't really listened it, to it, so I need to check it out. I stand. Like, oh, sorry. sorry go, ahead. Ryan, go ahead. No, you go oh. ahead. I was just gonna say I actually stand corrected. The other the the song that I actually recall, I couldn't think of the name of it. It's Carrion, because of course it's one of the most well known songs. That one was the the one that I heard. And then Crushed was the other one that came up that I thought had a really cool intro, and then the rest of the song kind of falls off for me. Uh but Carrion was the one. For my own edification, I don't know why this is the case. What is the deal with that song? I don't think I've actually ever heard it. The song Pray from Reverence. Is there a reason why it has so many more plays than almost everything else? Was that like in a movie or a game or something? I don't think it was. Like, I I mean, that album, um, they were playing the Re- bigger, sorry, they were, yeah, they so- were playing bigger shows and stuff. And I think maybe mm-hmm. that was like a, a wider 
got a bigger audience. I don't know if it was. Adam, do you know? I I can only say is I think again, I after Ire, I I I liked Ire. I I just and what's the difference? Is it yeah, yeah, three year time period from 2015 to 2018. I just really because Ire was such of a I think a a shift from Deep Blue and Atlas and it's more polished sound, but I think the songwriting and the songs themselves were not as strong. Still good songs, but I just don't think they had like any type of longevity within them. Uh, I just I didn't really give reference a chance. Uh, Wishing Walls was okay, Void was okay, uh, but Pray. I just think that it was just a lead. It's the lead single. Uh, excuse me, the third single from the album, and I don't see or anything where it would have been like in a movie or a game or something like that. I don't know why, but yeah, it's got fifty eight million plays and i haven't heard uh, that song before so that's why i was like wait uh, that is weird what the fuck I've, I, so i've listened to rev uh the reverence and then obviously uh darker still like i don't remember anything remarkable about Prey. like i don't know why it would have such a larger uh stream number but um yeah i will say there is like a couple good songs on reverence and then if you haven't checked out darker still don't worry about the album just listen to the song darker still it's like nine minutes just Damn it! Oh, it's it's hard to describe, but it is a fantastic song. So please, check I will that check out that out. Too. Yeah, for sure. So okay. I think "Pray" was actually it was a part of the Viva Viva the Underdogs. Yes, yes, I think, yes. I think that's why because that was yeah, it was the lead off. It was the lead track on Viva the Underdogs. It was like it's their live album, like their big tour they did. It was awesome, um, awesome, and it. You know, I remember because I was going to mention it about uh, one of the songs here from Atlas during their Vakken 2020. Um, I think it's Vakken 2020. Um, God, I want to go to Vakken so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think it's like during that show, like it just it's it had a pretty cool intro, like build up to how they came out. But I, I think it just it was just I think the timing for the band. Uh, you've got what is that that's their sixth studio album they've been around for what 20 years at this point or excuse me 15 they've been around for 15 years and i think they just had like there's they're building and building you go from horizons to deep blue to atlas to ire to reverence like you're just building each with that with each album you're building a bigger and bigger following and then when they're doing big headline shows i, I think it's you know being that's a single they got a music video for it it's the lead track from any live show you know it's for the fans that may have not been i guess accustomed that's what they're flocking to i don't know i mean so someone out there that knows why praise has just such a wide swing in terms of popularity to i don't know anything from deep blue or horizons uh, Mm. let me know Um, surprise i feel like carrion would probably like i feel like that would have like it's so much more like more. known it's like so ubiquitous yeah. in metalcore that i it's it's funny i didn't even like associate it with parkway drive the first i i'd probably heard that song a bunch of times before even knowing who it was but it has less play less plays than prey which is weird that's what blows my mind yeah that's why I, I thought that was a very strange outlier that i figured we'd uh-huh. we bring up but um well shall we crack this puppy open is that a phrase it is now um so I don't know if crack the puppy open. 
um, is um, it's now that's going to be on our new shirts coming next week. This, Metal Oasis, crack this puppy open. Adam, go ahead and crack a beer now. I feel like that's only appropriate. Just um, I'm, I gotta go back downstairs. Um, start right, off with a rager. Exactly. <laughs> no, I drink a ball. Oh, uh, god, it sounded like you did too. <laughs> yeah, sure did, buddy. All right, lead us off, man. Give us some background about this album, Atlas. Yeah, so for just a little bit of background, um, Parkway Drive is an Australian metalcore band. Um, they've released at this time six studio albums, and the is it seven? Huh. This, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Well, I guess if you killing with a smile, I guess counts. So seven, sure. Um, and the album that we're going to be discussing today is Atlas, which is their fourth studio album recorded in Los Angeles and released on the 26th of October through Resist and Epitaph Records. And fun factoid, much to uh, Adam's dismay, at the J Awards of 2012, the album was nominated for Australian Album of the Year. So what are the J Awards? I don't know. Uh, it's the well, it's the. Radio station Triple J in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> and, anyways, this is important. This is important. Uh, they were nominated. So, um, not going to talk say about. This is actually uh, rather timely. What do you mean? Ten, 10 years? Oh, it's. I guess it would be. It's almost the ten year anniversary. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Okay. It would oh, be rather timely. Oh my Look dude! Twenty twelve was ten years ago. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That means Rage Fest 2012 was over 10 years ago. ago. Over 10 years ago. Oh, God. I just, I think my hip just cracked. All right. Let's uh, (laughs) continue. Let's let's crack this puppy open. (laughs) So, any any additional thoughts? You know me. Again, I feel like I should be wearing like a a ref's jersey right now and a whistle. Uh, Anybody have any additional thoughts on, on Atlas before we dive in? I will step in real quick uh, and add a couple things. So sure. uh, when I, I remember buying this album um, CD, because I have a 2003 Corolla and it's got a CD player uh, and a cassette deck, by the way, uh, super, super, super fancy. Um, I feel lucky to have the cassette deck, deck excuse me, but uh, no. Uh, so I bought the album um, and then I noticed there was a second disc. So it came with a DVD. I think it was uh, called uh, Home is Where the Heart is or Home, something like that. Think, it was the DVD yeah. of their like world tour. So like I had liked Parkway beforehand and then um, I sat down and watched it and it was just completely blown away. They were just a bunch of dudes just like they wanted to surf and like tour and play music. And I mean, they went to some random fucking places. They went to like India, like not apparently not a lot of metal acts go there. They went to China. I mean, all over the place, but That's um cool. I feel like, you know, having documented that tour, um, I cannot speak for the band, but obviously the album's title is Atlas. So I wonder if just like having that just full experience playing any parts to the lyrics. Uh, I feel like a handful of songs definitely uh, have a, you can tell that they were influenced by that tour, but um, yeah, man, I uh, just seem like super cool dudes. And uh, so, yeah, um, that's all I have for you, Adam. Feel free to add some more. No, I mean, I think it's a very valid point in terms of kind of understanding where a band and artist is when they're recording. Like, that's, again, why I like doing these album reviews, because I think too many people, you know, they listen to only the singles and don't listen to the album itself as the as a body of art of work. 
at that time in 2012. They was like, oh, I'll listen to Dark Days and Wild Eyes and move the fuck on. So I think, and what you, you make a good valid point, as I mentioned earlier, is I think that whereas Deep Blue, they're great songs, but I think after that world tour, they're getting more introspective in terms of places that, you know, it's not Western Europe. It's not of the, you know, not North America. It's not Australia. It's not Japan. It's just these South America, India, China, um, East, like the Eastern Europe uh, parts where it's totally different worlds over there from like what Mexico, they're used you know? to. Yeah, it's just a different world, different life of everything. So I think it's introspective on them of seeing a different way of life. But I think also, too, it's seeing the world in a different light. Because, I mean, I think this album, it has a lot of strong undertones about, like, this is the only shot we get with this planet, and we're fucking it up, and what are you going to do about it? And what am I going to do about it? So I think it's, you know, I think you make it, make a good val- a valid point about where where they're going from 2010 to 2012 so um so yeah good point so but let's jump into the album cover so pretty straightforward i mean it's a, a very it's very you know a night and day difference from deep blue to atlas you've got just a picture of the earth in black and white where the left side is, you know, being uh, in the sun and the other half is in the dark of that. And it says Parkway driving their script with just Atlas at the bottom. Thoughts? Um, I do know that the, uh, the photo was credited uh, to NASA. So uh, that is the one little fun fact, but yes, very straightforward. It's the globe, but I guess it was a uh, photo taken from space. You know, if you believe in that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> if you believe in space, <laughs> we're, we're not going there. I just had to make a little quip right there. Nope. Nope. What the fuck's that mean? I don't even know. I just, you know, I did a cop. Somebody was telling me about um about you know we live in we live on a flat Earth the other day at work and uh, all right, I haven't forgotten on. about it. But we will moving please on. please let's move on. Yeah, I mean we want to move on because clearly in this photo right here, brother, with that shadow, you can tell that shit's flat and this is a fake <laughs> image. Uh, just kidding. I like uh, it's clean. I mean, I think it's 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 a clean album cover. I like that it's not overly busy. I think it's just cool looking. Um, I don't have a ton to say because it's a picture of the planet from space, but it's dope. I mean, it's clean. It's cool looking. I like it. Well, I can actually see to where we are on a like on a flat plane. A dome. Just a giant <laughs> dome. Here we go. Yes. And maybe where it's like it's like flipping a coin through space. Maybe that's what we're doing. There can't be space, though, is what the, the crux of that argument was. There is no space. There's no space. You know, There's only there's flat. Space. Yes. Mm. There is only flat. Mm. Oh God! Uh, there goes anyone with half a brain cell that was listening to <laughs> us before, <laughs> which is probably oh, a small amount of people. So probably no harm done there. Oh fuck! All right, boys. Well, <sighs> 2012, ten years ago, I buy the CD, put that bad boy in the Danger Ranger, and it just a new. <laughs> Ooh. Spark ignited in my soul.
dying hope, life leaves us all, white boats upon the shores of time, we are but sparks in a darkened world, and yet some things were born to burn. All right, so it's my pick, so I'll go first. At first, I didn't want to review Sparks, because I was like, ah, it's just like a slow intro. But it's actually, I think, a very it's a very cool way to begin the album, which is an intro, Adam. But, <laughs> it, but it's just the way that it has like this slow, dramatic buildup, where it's like, you hear like the drums and the slow guitar. It's like, ah, great. Like, can you just get to fucking Old Ghost already? But then you're hearing Winston just like read, um, like just like this. I don't know, like this apocalyptic, um, what's the word? Apocalyptic, like when you're seeing in the future, prelude, like a prophecy. Whatever. Yes, that's the word. Like an apocalyptic prophecy, right? Born of dust and stone, dead hearts roaming a dying home. Life leaves us all white bones upon the shores of time. We're but sparks in a darkened world, and yet some things were born to burn. Like, fuck. And then when it really just kicks in, like, that minute and a half mark, it's like, oh, shit. Like, I don't, like, what are we in for? And I I will say, I mean, as kind of cliche as it is, if you bring the matches, I'll bring the gasoline. Just what a fucking awesome lyric, I think. Just, it's awesome. So, I, I like it. I think it's a it fits Atlas and what we're about to uh, venture into very well. I guess yeah, I'll, I can step in. Yeah, yep. Adam. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Anthony, why don't you take it over, man? What, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I'm I'm shocked to actually say this uh, on uh, on record, but uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, it, it sets the tone for the album. It's it's definitely. Of departure from what we had heard in previous records uh it was very atmospheric just i mean that acoustic guitar just and then lyrically of course i mean that's that's some heavy shit and like it's it's just like yeah like adam said it's like what the fuck are we in store for because based on that uh i i think that uh it's gonna be a uh, it was gonna be a lovely lovely journey but yeah man I uh, definitely agree with Adam, um, unfortunately, but I'm sure oh, there will be. Can a you lot. repeat that, please? I uh, unfortunately agree with Adam. I'm sure there will be plenty of more instances where I just rip him a new one. Uh, but, uh, you know, but it, oh, oh, yeah. one for one, we're on the same page. So, Coming. Got a little uh, freebie there, Adam, because this is, in fact, an intro. Uh, I, I really do <laughs> like this a lot, though. I definitely agree. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's super atmospheric. It really sets an awesome tone for the album. And I, I miss shit like this. I want more bands to have kind of a dramatic opening track or even 
a longer intro to the first song where it sets the tone, it sets the mood for an album. So you're kind of getting settled in for, for an experience. And I feel like not enough bands do that anymore, right? They just kind of jump right into it. I mean, like Trivium's been pretty good about that with their last couple of albums of having kind of an intro track to set the mood and stuff like that. But not enough yeah. of that. I miss it. I, I I love, 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 love when bands do shit like this. Sparks is badass. It's an it's an awesome intro. It's gonna be hard to rank this, if I'm being honest, at least for me. Um, just because of the type of song that it is, but I, I think it's an awesome way to to kickstart the album. So big fan of this one. Yeah, I mean, I will say it's like what we had. Like, I know, mean, like through the horn gate from Fire. Yeah, but uh, this Fire is blades. But that was truly just a a song. I mean, just an instrumental. Right. Um, I think that was the only one. There's the outro too, isn't there? Well, yeah, but I'm thinking it was an intro for the albums that we've done thus far. Yeah, that was really the only. I think that I mean, it's through the horn gate and now sparks are the true like intro type song so but yeah i don't know that all right well cool 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 all right with that being said let's kick it on down old ghost and new regrets All right, Anthony, take us away, buddy. All right. Uh, first of all, um, I, I think we all need, uh, as a metal fans, more blah uh, in our lives. So I do uh, <laughs> love that he uh, is representing that uh, that whole uh, era of lovely, lovely uh, music. But uh, no, uh, that song is just, uh, I think, uh, what you guys like to say, is a certified a banger. That is correct. Uh, Put your banger stamp on it. 
Oh, absolutely, dude. That's I mean, honestly, like I was thinking, hearing it, uh, hearing it again, I was like, dude, that could easily have been on Deep Blue. Like, I mean, it starts out just right off the gate, real heavy. Like, okay, like after that intro, is this where we're going with it? And then, yeah, dude, uh, fucking love that song. Um, I I feel like I've missed out on seeing them play, perform this live. Obviously, them being from Australia probably plays into it, but this is definitely a song that I would love to see live and just see how just crazy the crowd went, especially that build up to that last breakdown. Dude, whole like kicks you right in the dick. Yes. So love this song. All right. Your thoughts, yeah. my guy. Yeah, I, I would agree. This this is a this is a fucking spicy track. In fact that was the the phrase I wrote down was fucking spicy. Um I love the kind of this is not going to be the correct terminology, but I love the the wavy riff in this song. It's just really cool. I, I think it's really uh, neat is the word that I'll use. You know, I think there, there's a section kind of towards the middle that has uh, the born for nothing die alone interlude. That kind of sounds like a lot of metalcore songs, but it still has some oomph to it. And I found that there's a section where he has like a really elongated scream with just a single bass drum playing in the background that almost gives me kind of like hardcore vibes, but actually good sounding, um, which is nice. Hey, no, <laughs> no there that this is a uh, this is a really, really cool track. I like I like I like it to spice. This is a good one. This is, I, I'm a big fan, big fan. Adam. Well, You're a dude, right. Out oh, the gate. dude, come on. This is a fake out. Unless this is a fake out. Look at that. Grin. Oh. Can't tell. So, hmm. I really like how when it comes from Sparks into this, it just says <laughs> the very first word is forever fucked. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> this is a 10 out of 10 banger. Um, so we all agree. I just, but there's something about it. Like it just, it's heavy, it's thrashy, it, it does have just that wavy groove throughout the song, and it is almost just like just consumes your whole body when you're listening to it, because it's like it, it it's like it paralyzes you from when you're listening. Because you're like, holy shit! Like, do I like do I throw down? Do I just bang my head? Like, do I chug a beer? Like, what the fuck do I do? Like, it just it's, it just <laughs> like grips above, you. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> and it just grip. It, the song just grips you right off the bat and i think that's you know a killer way to start this album so you know what i would say this song really makes me want to do crack this puppy open is what this song makes me want to do (laughs) if there's a if there's a no that's not the right phrase let's move on to the next one that's a good song though all right next track dream run now you remember, all those nights, when we died, I was died, we wasted, we'll play the good fight, the night and you, we still have I'm sorry, 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 I'
See, tell us what you dream about on your dream run. On my on my dream run, which I need to do more of that. Um, <laughs> in general, yeah, I I like this song. I think it's it, it's it's a solid, you know, metalcore song. There's aspects of it I do like, but if I'm if I'm very honest, for me, this kind of falls into the minutia of similar sounding metalcore songs to my ears. So. It's good. I do like it. If this song came on, I wouldn't be mad about it. But it's also one of those things that if you played a handful of Parkway Drive or other, you know, similar metalcore tracks, I don't know that I would really be able to pull this one out of the mix, if that makes sense. So it's still a solid track. Wouldn't say it's necessarily my favorite. I, I like it, but it's not going to necessarily be ahead of the pack. So that's that's my thought. Yeah, I concur. Uh, I, I really like the intro with that vocal effect on his voice. Um, but really apart from that, like it's, you know, I think the bass and drum, like it really, it hits you. You could feel that. And as a groove throughout, you know, the guitars have some good, you know, melodies running in the background, but I mean, really it is a, a, a standard metalcore song. I mean, it, it, it checks off every box. It's like, you know, how to write a metalcore song one Oh one. And, but to me, for me, it's like it's meh. Anthony, yeah, I gotta agree with both of you guys. I mean, it's Fuck um, yes. It, uh, this is weird. Uh, it's three for three. <laughs> this is fucking. I actually had a feeling Adam was gonna love this song, just because like I've, I've said in that, previous, it's fairly mediocre. <laughs> exactly. Like, he, this is a song that he would like, but uh, weirdly enough, he uh, he doesn't really care for it. So we're good. So three for three. But no, it's it's pretty like you said, standard one hundred and one. Metalcore, boom! This is the formula. Fucking do it. They executed it well, right? But yeah, definitely not a memorable song. Um, probably, yeah. I I don't ever skip stuff if I'm listening to an album, but if I did skip, it's right there on the cusp of skippable for me. But uh, yeah. So what you're telling me is you're going from old ghost to wild eyes when you're going from the house to work. I mean. Uh, I'll have it on. I, probably yes. I guess that would make sense. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. You know, Orion, um, this album, right, is 10 years old now, which takes us back to 10 years ago when we went to Rage Fest 2K12. And when I saw you on the couch and you just had those 
wild eyes after a hard <laughs> night of partying and drinking. So just really makes me think about that. You know Next what it track. makes me think of? When we were at Rage Fest 2K12 at Sharky's, and the waitress said, your friend's got some wild eyes. Get the fuck out. It's 11 a.m. and you're blackout drunk. <laughs> at least it wasn't wild bowels, you know? Uh, That's true. Yeah, That's you know. True. Well, yeah. Next track. <laughs> wild eyes. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! Anthony, what do you have to say about Wild Eyes? So, um, I do want to bring up one thing from the DVD. If you guys have seen it, there was, I think they were either playing in Central or South America. I forgot what song it was. Um, it's been a, maybe a few years since I've seen it, but you had the crowd chanting the guitar line. Oh, so, cool. um, yeah, so like I think like, they were kind of in shock when they when the crowd started to do it. They were like, "What the fuck is this? This is but this is the dream to literally have a crowd of five hundred, a thousand, or whatever, however many it was, to be chanting with your guitar and stuff." So I think it impressed them enough to include it in uh, for this song. Um, I definitely think it adds a little bit to it. So it's very fun. I mean, I mean, the guitar sounds great. Always has. Uh, its tone is fantastic, and then just the. The creativity as to play something so simple yet so beautiful. I uh, definitely love it. Um, but yeah, um, that's all I got for that one. Definitely, definitely a good song, though. 
Ryan. Uh, so I, I stand, as I mentioned, I stand corrected, corrected, corrected. I have, in fact, heard of the song several times, just didn't recall that it was on this album. I think this song is pretty much the opposite for me from Dream Run in that I could hear this from a pile, like a pile of metalcore songs and pretty quickly differentiate this. I think it's really unique. I think it's it, it, it's really cool. As as I've mentioned countless times, I am a sucker for a good gallop in a metal track. So I do like that there's kind of those like heavier gallop segments in it. I think this is a really cool song. I think it's pretty unique compared to some of the other catalog and, and similar bands. So I like this one quite a bit. I know it's it's a very popular track, but frankly, in this instance, I can see why um, this is a cool one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. And I could see why people would sing along with with that riff and everything. That's that's sick. So, yeah, I like it a lot. I think this is a great, great song. Yeah, I mean, hands down. I mean, this is also I'm just going to say it now a 10 out of 10 banger. Um, we are on the edge of our seats. <laughs> I'm sure this will be certainly well worth the wait. Jesus, I'm getting vibes of the kid who forgot to bring his homework to class. Yeah, and he's pretending to rummage through his backpack. <laughs> you can hear that? No, we can't hear shit. Oh. We just see you uh. sl- slack jawed staring at your computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, hold on. This is not going to pay off. <laughs> no, hold on, shut up. You don't hear that? No. No. What are you what are you doing? Hold on. Can you hear this? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So is this from the the, the whatever uh Viva the Underdogs? Yes. Okay, okay. Like, just the. I, I don't know, just the fucking. The, the fucking just power that playing just so few notes can have over a crowd blows me away. Um, I mean, lyrically, just against the grain, against the odds, against the world, forever the underdogs. You know, we are the bastard sons. We are the ones that refuse to grow cold. We are the thorn in your side. We are the thieves in the night, and we are coming to take what's ours. Like, what just a killer, killer lyric. And Winston's vocal, when he says forever the underdogs, I mean, I'm getting chills right now. Like, it is it is just perfect, perfectly done. Uh, excellent vocal. The just the overall just like gallop and groove. I feel like this song, like it's just, <laughs> it's like it's like seeing like a wave of people, a sea of people just waving, and I can just see just that song just bobbing all the way through it. And I don't know the song, God, it's so fucking good, and I love it. So I think it's a it, this is a standout track. I mean, being that it. <laughs> Is the you know second single makes total fucking sense, uh, but yeah, I, I really like I said I, I can go round and round about how great this song is, but I won't. It's 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 a certified fresh ink on the stamp banger. No doubt, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, anything? Anything else you want to add before we move on? 
Um, I think we've kind of covered it. It's another one of those uh, things, another song that I agree with Adam on. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm not doing real well, uh, Orion, with um, disagreeing, but listen, he's he, he's, he's buddy, in, let's there's he, plenty just, of album left, he, and, you know, and, but he, so far he's in rare form. This is uh, this is unlike any of the other uh, times, but uh, four for four, maybe we're doing okay. Maybe it's a proximity yes. thing. Maybe you you just have an aura or presence about you that that's bringing some sense and reason, and it's it's just going on up to Adam, and he's like, you know what? Maybe maybe you're right, and that's what's <laughs> happening here. It could be. I just I can't wait though. I, I know he's still going to shit on this album and still think Deep Blue is better, but uh, right now it's giving me hope that he may have uh, converted over to the Atlas. But we'll see. It you could just also wait be. Till I rank these. I was just just wait till I rank literally going to say. Oh this God could damn! I'll be, I'll be right like, this is a certified yep. banger. I'm going to rank it number twelve out of twelve. Segway us there, buddy boy. What's next? Well, um, I know Anthony is a little distraught now because he we're four for four, and I do believe there are going to be some. Dark days coming ahead of us. Next track, Dark Days. thoughts about track five dark days track five dark days i really like the intro to the song i think that it's it's super cool kind of similar to sparks it has a really atmospheric feel to it as it kind of gets going 
I, I think the riff is super dope in it too. I tend to be when it comes to metalcore songs, unless you do something that really, even if it's a solid metalcore song, right? For me, it's it's kind of easy for them to blend together, and that's just probably my own you know perspective on the genre in general. So for me, I really, really like this song. I think it's it's cool. I think it's unique. I think it differentiates from quite a few other tracks. So I, I think it's 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 overall pretty sick. And there's a segment. I don't think I'll be able to find it right now. But overall, it's interesting. I really enjoy it. I think that the intensity of it is super strong, but it's also different enough that it doesn't just kind of fall into the minutia of other songs. So this is pretty high for me. I'm I am a big fan of this one. Anthony, yeah, dude, uh, definitely another uh, absolutely, absolute incredible song. Uh, ten out of ten, whatever you want to call it. I mean, um, just the slow build up, and then it just comes trudging in. And you're like, God damn it! Watch out. Um, lyrics are great. Um, I mean, I, drums are great, guitars are great, all of it's great. Um, but uh, I did uh, once bring up what is it? The lyrics, you know, now we justify just by watching the world die, like just that little sequence, and then going right back up to the up tempo stuff. Uh, super cool, love it. Um, yeah, uh, five out of five. Love these songs. So. Go ahead, Adam. Go ahead and ruin it. I know you are somehow. Well, before Adam ruins it, one last other quick thing, because I've never seen Parkway Drive. I feel like this would be a very fun live song. I could see this being a, a crowd favorite for sure. I think this would be a very interactive track. So that's the last little thing I wanted to add. So, Adam, go ahead. And I don't know if you're going to. I can't tell that dead expression on your face could really go either way. So I'm curious to see what Adam thinks. So just looking at the live Viva the Underdogs and Dark Days is not is not played. That's a bummer. Yeah, I think I've only seen them twice. Um, I wish they would tour more, but I know a lot of bands over there, they were having visa issues coming over to the States and stuff. So hopefully once we get all this shit figured out, uh, we can all go check them out uh, together. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but yeah. I don't remember if I've ever heard them play that. I don't think that I did because they came to the Norval once and uh, I don't recall that being a song. So there are certain songs that lyrically will always stick with me to where I can, at the drop of a hat, recite some of the lyrics. Um, there's a Nightwish song uh, from The Islander. Funny, funny enough, <laughs> uh, for some reason, St. Anger, um, oh. there's lyrics of that. For some reason, I could just recite, you know, medallion noose around my neck, St. <laughs> Anger around my head. Like, I don't know why. What will you tell your children when they ask you what went wrong? How can you paint a picture of a paradise lost to eyes that only know a wasteland? How will you justify justify watching the world die? That verse I can recite to you at any given moment. The way that this song opens, I think, is like the, it's almost like fulfilling the prophecy of like the apocalypse. And just we are past the point of no return. Like we've done fucked up. And here comes the pale horse. And we always know the pale horse is final. Horse of the um, 
the just flow of the song is again it's metalcore 101 it's everything you want heavy vocals the drums are killer the bass and guitars are just vibing right through um i know we didn't play the solo but it has a great guitar solo in here um i think the like the call and answer of hey hey behold the pale horse that's my awful awful type of harsh vocal but um like you have that just very like this is a dark and just deep song but has so much like crowd interaction potential and i could just see like winston just bending over doing a deep guttural and saying like this is the funeral and i remember this obviously was the lead single from atlas it was the first music video that came out i think before the album was even released so clinging to horizons and deep blue and being pumped like fuck yes i could finally like follow this band and to get material and this is what they present just fucking floors me i, I know we go back and forth like oh the song's 10 out of 10 solid banger this song is probably one of their best songs in their catalog Holy shit! Love this song. Another one, five for five. This is a jeez. Yeah, I heard one of these days. Oh, I know. Uh, And I, 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 God, I hope that uh, he's got a good opinion of the next one for sure. But I I do want to point something out, Uh, Orion. Have you ever noticed, like, when it's got like the the song's got a really good groove? Adam starts doing this like Egyptian shit, where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I wish the people could see. What he was doing during the head, that song, the side to side, Bob. It happens at shows too. Oh, so. dude, it's it's like his go to move. It's great though. So I, I just well, wanted to good. bring that up for those who are obviously there's no video feed, but uh, just do your best. Uh, use your imagination. Yeah. yeah, my my dance moves are solid and just prime. Ace Ventura at the Cannibal Corpse show. <laughs> dude, it's uh, such a good reference. <laughs> very specific. I love it. That's me dancing in the metal. Pit. Uh, Can't exactly that about see that. Sadly. Yep, one hundred percent. Go into excellent, good Charlotte featuring M Shadows track, "The River." Oh, oh dude, you dickhead. <laughs> Oh, no. 
Anthony, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm very curious about what your opinion is on this. I fucking love this song. This is probably my favorite song, if not my favorite, my second favorite on this album. Like, they just from the start, this like the choir. It's just like, what is this? You kind of like do a little head tilt, like, I don't know. And then like, it, but God damn it, it's so perfect. It's so pretty. Um, not often do you get a chance to just say like a metal song is pretty, but damn it, is this fucking pretty. I'd even go as far as to say beautiful. But like, no, like the lyrics, like as it was fading out, it's not the years in your life. It's the life in your years. I've tried to adopt that to uh, adapt that to my life. Um trying to enjoy it the best that I can, you know, go to shows, all that kind of stuff. This song definitely like sticks with me and I've carried it for a long time. Um, I, I list 11 out of 11. Okay. Let's just say that that's, that's where I put this fucking song. Like 10 doesn't even do it justice. All right. Uh, now that I've had my fangirl moment, uh, Adam, feel free or, or Ryan, go ahead, but I just can't stress this enough. I fucking love the song. I'll pop in before Adam either agrees or vehemently disagrees. I really like, I like the song a lot. Uh, again, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but because it has a differentiation to it, it's, it's different than other songs. Yes. There's still a lot of metalcore elements to it. I do like the first time I heard this track, the cleans didn't really do it for me, but the more that I've listened to it, the more that that, the, that aspect of the song has grown on me. I also like that there's just more, like heavy metal elements to it, especially in the end, the guitar work doesn't just kind of sound like, you know, your diddly doos in a lot of metalcore songs. Uh, it's really interesting. It's really unique. I think there's a good amount of complexity to the song without just over bogging it with, with a bunch of, you know, atmospheric and, and, and crazy, crazy stuff. I think this is a very solid song. I think if I had heard the song, not on the context of this album, but if you'd given me several different songs, I probably would be surprised I mean, obviously, you can tell from the vocals and things like that, but I would pretty, I would feel pretty surprised that this is the same band. Um, so I also really like this song. Um, man, Adam's face is either it's either joy that we're six for six, or he's about to say this sucks, stupid. Let's see. I'm gonna turn it over. Oh no, so, Anthony. So I told you, dark days were ahead of us. This song is just mediocre, and I could skip this and not have any regret about it. Um, I will say I really do like uh, Winston's vocals on this. Um, You know, the line, it's not the years in your life, it's the life in years. I think it's a very, you know a good you know choice lyric i wish that in the when the verse really kicks in when all the uh, instrumentals come in they would turn the just guitar distortion ringing out turn it way back and just let the bass and the drum drive that song i think would be that would probably make the song way better um but yeah this one is a middling track. Oh, and <laughs> I'm take. just gonna say, it would, uh, just as crawling was to you, the river is to me. You know, it's That's... really funny when we 
you know, and I think sometimes people wonder, like, are they just uh, disagreeing with each other or taking a song someone really likes and saying like shitting on it to spark some controversy or to, to spark some some conflict or whatever? But no, it's a hundred percent genuine like, reaction. You can see it. It's so funny to watch it on video when somebody talks about how much they like a song and there's somebody else on camera who's just like visibly cringing, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a ruin this dude's day. So, I mean, you know, the the theme of this podcast remains Adam's wrong yet again. Yeah, I, absolutely. They do, I don't understand. <laughs> Adam, they hired a goddamn choir. Come on, man. It's, it's, that's, you know, who does that? Like that's so unique and just, it added weirdly, it added an element that I didn't know that I, I, I needed, but apparently I did. Cause I fucking love it. Like, dude. Yeah. I, could you imagine like this? Uh, From my understanding, it's a black choir, right? You get, I mean, I don't know what part of the country they're from, but imagine their thoughts when they heard the the final product of like of these just white freaking Aussie wild metal kids. Hey, can you please sing this? And just I wonder what their thoughts were on the song. But uh, they added something that I like I said, I didn't know that I needed, but uh, clearly I did. I will say, though, I think with a track like this, I could see this being pretty polarizing. I could see this either being a song that really, really kicks it and really gets with you or i could see this being kind of like a yeah like i don't think i'm going to skip this one and i see that adam kind of falls into that camp it, mm. it, it 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 this song like i mentioned i did not like the cleans the first time i heard it and it might have also just because been because it didn't it didn't vibe with me initially uh but the more i've listened to it the more i i, I appreciate it for what it is thank you orion you are right adam is wrong so yeah <laughs> what, what what was this five of six now Honestly, odds wise, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. It's probably all going to hell from here, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's swing on into the next track. Swing. Hey, hey, hey. 
Orion, go ahead, buddy. Talk about my cup of tea. I mean, I, as you well know, I'm a big thrash fan. I love intense, fast, speedy, just really kicking it into high gear. So for me, this this really does it for me. Um, I, I I think this is just a badass, fast, intense kind of the, the pendulum swings a little bit more thrashy for this one. So, I mean, the formula, I mean, it, it works for me. So I really, really like this song. This probably had the most reaction for me in terms of just like, a oh, like I didn't realize how much of a gem this song was. This song is fucking sick. Big fan. Again, fast, intense. I, I, I ain't mad at it. Big fan of this one. Yeah, I um, I really, I like the just the underlined just black. Like yep. Those, I like yes. those. I need the, more. Um, I will say this one. I think is probably the one song that really just you know would make you know Papa Hetfield very happy. Just how tight and fast these rhythms are. It's it's awesome, and then about you know a third of the way through the song, it's like there's no like real true standout solo, but just that car is just fucking just winding its like little lead line throughout, and it just fits in very well. Um, I I do like this song a lot. I think it's a great step up from the trash that was the river, but you know, <laughs> no, just kidding. No, it's the river. but no, swing, great song, great song. Anthony, um, also love this song. Um, uh, I yeah, what, what's one of the lyrics? It's um, this was uh, born for battle. Uh, yeah, built for war. Like that's just a great lyric. Um, uh, the drums really for me are what carry this song. Um, yeah, there might not be necessarily like a, a proper guitar solo, but good God, there is a drum solo borderline. And then when they just cut after he does that whole just solo for like i guess that's what you want to call it and then they come back for that just dick kicking ending oh it's a heavy song like this is another one of those that i would love to see perform live because i feel like the crowd would go ballistic especially that uh, when they come back in towards the end but yeah i really do enjoy this song good well anthony can't wait for you to slowly surrender yourself as you acknowledge that deep blue is superior so next track the slow surrender. <laughs>
I'll lead this one off. Um, I love this intro. Just that slow, dirty, just dirging, just strum of the guitar. And just was that the bass? I think I would it, hope I, so. Yeah, I would hope so. But I have a feeling that it's probably the guitar, just because I don't know what's what's the guy's name? Pi. Um, yeah, like he's. I don't know if they would give him that much. Dude, know, he plays a five string now, so I mean, he must have like actually fucking learned, you know. So, well, this is also 2012. Mm. So I don't know. Anyway, I love the intro. I think it's awesome. I think it kicks in. I think this is a probably one of the better tracks for them musically as a band just when just was that part like you know a minute or so in where it's like just everything just stops and you're just hearing just how bright the drum sound um and uh-oh sorry nope don't ignore that that's about my opinion i was j- joking around <laughs> there's no joking in the metal oasis around <laughs> um, no, but anyway, I think the, the band's very tight on this track. You know, lyrically, I could take her to leave it. Um, but I mean, I think musically is what saves it from not being, you know, a terrible song. So I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick. Um, <laughs> hence that little, del- I, I typed uh oh in our little chat here because. Here's our first. Actually, I think this. No, I guess we disagreed on the river somewhat, although not as strongly as as the two of you. I'm gonna have to disagree mm. with you on this one because for me, I wrote technically like, that the technicality isn't there for me for this one. For me, when you go from some of the other more complex songs they've written, or the really fast thrashy and some complex and swing, for for me personally, slow surrender feels like a couple of steps back compared to other songs on this on this album for me. I'm not so. saying it's technically proficient. I'm just saying that how tight the band is, not technically, just like they're just in tune with one another. You know, I just, I think that's what saves it from being mm. a worse off song. That's fair. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I think for me, it just, it feels like you're going from like, I don't know, like a like level 10 tracks in terms of tightness and technicality. And then you come to a song like this, and it's just for me personally, it's not just a matter of complexity. It's just this is one of those songs like I described earlier that would just kind of fall in the sea of of similar songs for me personally to my ears. So I'm no, not. I, I agree. Yeah. And I was I was kind of just as we were listening, I was thinking, I was like, man, like, can they just do something different? It's like, I mean, I can play, you know, three, five, seven. It's like I can I can play that myself. But sometimes I think that simplicity, you know, you don't need to be like, you know, Herman Lee and doing blistering solos all over the place. Sure. A song, I mean, it, sometimes a song just needs to just follow the scale. That's all you need and it'll fit. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's tough because there's a fine line between like effective simplicity and forgettable simplicity. And so for me, this song falls more into bucket two, where this is a song that I, would frankly forget and move on. But again, that's just to my ears, right? So by no means is it a bad song. I think it's well executed for the type of song it is. But for me personally, it doesn't do much for me. So this one, this one is is regrettably a, a skipper for me. Anthony? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the song. Like, I mean, 
love this album. I wouldn't skip it. Um, uh, definitely not. I, I will say that like one of the more memorable parts about the song is towards the end. Or there's like a turntable. They do like the I don't know. The scratch. I, I think the devil I, dances. I do yeah. like that effect in the song. It was interesting. Like it was like, hey, just harping back on Lincoln Park, you know, they, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of did, you know, share that one similarity there. But I mean, I, you know, the lyrics are very standard, like formulaic, you know, 101 kind of shit, like devil dances, I don't mind, uh, you know, just it, nothing crazy, like memorable about it. Good song, but yeah, um, definitely, yeah, not a, not a certified banger by any means. Pretty much all in agreement then, so that's good. Well, let us move on to the mighty Titan. Anthony, I saw you were headbanging. Go ahead uh, and lead us off and just I, how great this song is. Because it is great, Adam. That's a fantastic song, dude. Like, I mean, like the lyrically, like, I think this whole album is just like next level. Um, I just I love that song. It's not heavy by any means. I mean, but it's slow, but it's effective. Like just the lyrics. I mean, uh, hold on, let me. Pull them up real quick. Uh, like, was it uh, Jesus Christ? What is it? Yeah. Not Jesus Christ. It's not the, the lyrics. But uh, so no, it's just sound like a Titan. tool song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, 
to, you know, to the east, I'll call home. To the west, she's calling. From the north to the south, forever, I'm drifting away. Like, you know, obviously, technically, Jack, I guess geographically, they're considered the east. But where's the money coming from? The west, like us, America, so like that, you know, touring and stuff like that. So there's always that, like, that drive. And it's, I don't know, man, I... I, I definitely fangirl about this song too. Um, this one and the river are right there for me. I mean, they they check all the boxes. It's uh, it's emotional. It's heavy. Like ah. I love the song. Adam, go ahead and just rip it apart because I know you are dying to. To echo on what Orion mentioned on the previous track, the slow surrender, the. Forgotten simplicity continues on this track. Don't like it. Ugh, God damn it. <laughs> that's interesting. Like that's I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I just nothing about this song compels me to want to listen to it. Outside of it being the title track, it's like, oh let me listen to it. And then I hear it, I'm like, never again. <laughs> so, come on. Dude, that's that so that's so wild. Because it's literally for me that this is the redemption song to slow surrender because to me it actually does come together and I love the dichotomy of like the acoustics with the really brutal vocals and the like orchestration with the screaming and stuff. I think it's really cool. It's it doesn't have the same it doesn't have the punchiness you would expect for a title track on this type of album. So maybe that's part of your perception of the song i don't know like it could be like i was actually surprised the first time i heard atlas i was expecting it to just be like a super like the heaviest song on the album and it's it's not it's almost like the opposite direction i really like this song i i think it's 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 cool i think the dichotomy between between the the orchestra the the acoustics and or acoustic um guitars and stuff like that and his screaming i think works really well um but I think the song sets itself apart in, in a good way. So I actually really like Alice. Thank you, Orion. You're welcome. For using logic and, you know, just pure human decency. Unlike human Adam. Decent. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, well, I don't have anything punny to say for the next track. Next one, Sleight of Hand. Don't 
Did I go first last time? I can't remember. I think you let me, and then you just like just started spewing bullshit about. Well, that's oh, right. I'm wrong, yeah. first because you loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, go well, ahead. Right, lead us off. Oh, Sli- sure. No, you lead us off. Slide of hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, I'll be fairly quick on this one. I, I think this is an example of a band like this that's good at what they do. I think this is a, a prime example of them being good at producing like a metalcore track. I think it, it's a cool, solid offering. So when I say this isn't super memorable for me, that's not a, a jab against it by any means because it's a, it's a solid song. I think that you could stack this up against a lot of other metalcore songs. But for me, it does kind of fall prey to that. This would be a good metalcore song. And if I didn't know who was playing it, I would still say it's just a good song. Uh, it doesn't do enough to differentiate for me. So solid offering. Is it going to be super high on my list? Probably not. Anthony? Well, I, I, yeah, um, I literally could not agree more. Uh, it's like you said, it's, it, it is a band like doing what they do well and just doing it very well. I, yeah, I, I literally couldn't have thought of a better way of putting it. But yeah, good song. Yeah, definitely good offering. Um, and like you said, too, um, anybody, you know, you no matter who it was, you'd still enjoy it. It's a good song. And yeah. So yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm sure Adam, well, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what he says. No, I, I agree completely. I think this is standard metalcore track. Um, I think at face value, the first time listening to it, you know, it just, it flows within the album. That's nothing that really stands out. But I think when we reflect back on, Examining the album for what they're trying to present at the time, I think there's a very pretty interesting track lyrically. Um, I think it's a very good take on, I think, possibly religion um, and just how just how people just blindly follow and don't think for themselves. Uh, but maybe I'm just thinking too deep into it. But I, I do like the part um, in the where the music kind of holds back, and he just says, "There is no God." <laughs> like, oh fuck! So, but well, there's no God that could love this world. I find no comfort in a life lived on my knees. No comfort, divine judgment. I could never believe. So, I think it's just a it's a take on, I guess, mass religious complex that is within the world across. Various religions, um, I think it's a take on Flight of Hand is like a magician. It's like there was pull the wool over your eyes and just you know, be like sheep. So, my take on it. I mean, again, but for a track, I think you're right, Orion and Anthony Parkway Drive does a great job of just putting it out. It's like, we are this band, this is the type of songs we write. Winston, get us some lyrics. And here yep. we go. So, all right. We are heading towards the end. It's kind of funny that snake oil and holy water follow a slide of hand. All right, next track, snake oil and holy water. You want a piece of my mind? There is no piece of mine. This is how I get down with Nobody knows it's a nobody's 
go first. Sure. <laughs> I think this one follows sleight of hand. I mean, it just it's same track again in terms <laughs> of like I think musically it's good. Um, lyrically, I think it's very interesting. But it's Parkway Drive writing a song. There's nothing really special about this song. There's no real cool breakdowns. There's nothing that's groundbreaking within the song, but it's just, you listen to Parkway, there you go. Here's the song. Anthony. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you again. Um, yeah, definitely nothing memorable. I mean, it, it's got that good groove, though, so that is fun. Um, definitely not a top one for me. Um, if This is definitely one of those songs like I would be okay never seeing played live. Uh, I think my life would be okay if I'd ever see it, but uh, not, not a bad song, but yeah, nothing, nothing real remarkable about it. So yeah, but definitely still wouldn't skip. I mean, I think you guys are both absolutely insane. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, for me, this is kind of like, it's kind of like swing, but not as good, right? It's like a fast, intense song, but if I'm going to listen to the album and I want a fast, intense song, swing is way better than this song. Um, so for me yeah I, I think this is kind of a middling track if you know if i got time for a three minute song i'm gonna listen to swing not this one so it's kind of like eh, it's i but you've already proven you can do better on the same album so it's not gonna be super high for me well shall we right. yeah let's all right man we've gone through 11 tracks let's bring it home with the blue and the gray
that fucking song is i'll just tell us about it i think blue and the gray is their opus at five minutes and 47 seconds what a lengthy track (laughs) the longest one on the fucking album i guess Um, it is but i I just think this is i think this is a great way how you end the album um it i think it makes up for it makes up for a lot of tracks. I think that could have been a lot better. Lightway, I'll say it. Thank um, you, thank you, Adam, for uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> just that you know, I let the, let the song run long because I just, I just love when like they just build and build and it's going to the, the breakdown. Just like I just love that shit. So yeah, I don't really have much more to say other than I just I really do like the song. I think it's a great closer uh for the album and i think it's like lyrically it's just pretty cool of it's almost you know if we're looking at the album of like just the apocalypse and being better in ourselves and trying to better the world and this one's just like you're basically just like come and take me you know i I'd, let me be your guide let me be your shepherd just something to Make me be a better person. Make make use me to be a better force in this world. That's that's what I take from it. So, Orion, what do you think? Yeah, I, I I like this song quite a bit. I think it's it is a good ender. Um, I mean, even though it's the longest song on the album, I don't know if it feels like the most epic to me. If that makes sense. Um, I think Blue and the Gray is 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 a solid song, and I think that it's placed very very well i think it's it's a great album closer uh much as although there is sparks as old ghost is a phenomenal opener um i think blue and the gray is a really good way to end it i think that for a lot of metalcore fans this probably blends a little bit more of the kind of dramatic flair and metalcore probably better than say the river or atlas or things like that i could see why people would gravitate to the song a little bit more than those two but yeah, I mean, I think it's solid. Um, I think it's a good way to end the album, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. guess I'll go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I definitely uh, have to agree with you both there. Um, uh, they've, you know, even going back to like Killing with a Smile, that album, A Cold Day in Hell, that was a great way to end the song. And then obviously Horizons, the song Horizons to end that one. So they, you know, to me, like they their ending songs typically are some of my favorites. And this one is, <clears throat> no different um very uh very good uh it's got a good pace to it. it's got a good feel lyrics are great um you know um i pulled up the one lyric i just should be more prepared boys so i do apologize but you're fine one second but yeah it's uh you know distance was born when the sky and yeah when the scene sky grew apart but only born the day i let you go like dude like oh just it, he's such a great songwriter i really i i've looking at it in a more critical sense um, than just enjoying it. Like 
Dude, you can write a song. Like, that's all I got to say. Um, the band, obviously, the drummer is just incredible. He's highlighted on this. Uh, I mean, just everybody really is. This is, like Adam said, the to the Magnus Opus or whatever. It's kind of peak fucking Parkway. And that's why I fell in love with them. I'm sure Adam could probably agree. And hopefully, Orion, you'll start listening to more of them. But, yeah. I mean, oh, I will. It's got everything that, like, I wanted it to have. And just a, a perfect song. Yep, 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 yep. All right. All right, boys. Well, that was Atlas by Parkway Drive. Um, you know, this is going to be probably the most contentious part. I mean, we, I mean, I mean, needless to say, I mean, we had what, eight out of 12 tracks, Anthony? Yeah, that's, I mean, better than I thought, you know. So, but now I think where we place them is where you're probably going to crucify me. Uh, um, yeah, I'm ready. This is where it gets spatty. All right, now, I will so, say. Well, oh, never mind. Good. No, go ahead, buddy. I was just gonna say I will say that in this instance, like I kind of joked about being the ref earlier, you both have way more spins of this album than I do. I mean, even you know, talking about breaking down lyrical content and stuff like that. So curious to see how we all stack up against each other but i'm kind of almost viewing this as a battle between you two to see where you where you rank it's <laughs> it's gonna be pretty funny what um, was it uh was adam you were built for battle i was built for war so uh bring ooh. it buddy <laughs> i can't wait well you are our guest so your 12th ranked track so you know we we talked about it um where are we at? The, uh, the intro, I mean, it's, is it a song? Like, I mean, it's phenomenal. Like, intro, I mean, it's as good as anything I've ever heard. Uh, and I'm a Coheed fan, so um, just kind of make sure everybody knows that. But no, I got to put Sparks at 12 just because um, I honestly thought about moving it up from 12 because it is such a fucking killer uh, intro. But just, uh, yeah, we're going to put it at 12. I will say I think with Sparks because it has lyrics and it actually actually kind of evolves and changes. I think I would actually consider that an actual just a short song. But anyway, Orion, your number twelve. My number twelve, um, as you could probably tell from my context clues earlier, my number twelve is Slow Surrender. <laughs> because yes, and I'll talk about this more in a bit. Well, I'll talk about it when I get to it. So my number twelve is Slow Surrender. We're at slow surrender, dummy. What are you talking about? You said, well, we'll talk about it in a bit. I'm not talking about this song anymore. Idiot. Oh. Your turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my number 12 is Dream Run. Interesting. Okay. Anthony's still breathing, so that's a good sign. Your number 11. Uh, my number 11. Uh, where are we? I put, come on, buddy. Where is that? Why do I have, like, I was definitely drunk when I wrote my rankings because this is not making any <laughs> fucking sense. Are you listening to episode 13, Hybrid Theory by the Metal Oasis? My number, my number 11 is, um, yeah, you'll go for it. Session yeah, yeah, yeah. for Meteora. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know I have, geez, I did, why am I, how did I fuck this up so bad? You know what? We're, we're just going to call it, uh, we're going to call it, um, um, probably, you know what? Dream run. Let's do it. Yeah. Cause that was, I've got two, I've got like a nine and a 10 or yeah, but we got it. That's your All 11. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll put dream run as 11. That's, yeah. that's my 11 also. Oh, wow. Surprising. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
my number 11, and I think this is where the daggers are going to come flying at me, is Atlas. You're well, a little dumb. I'm not too mad, but you're a little dumb. <laughs> number 10, Anthony? I got 10, uh, Slow Surrender. Okay, yeah. it's Man, I've got to say, with the exception of a couple of songs in general, I feel like with guests, we all tend to dislike the same song for the most part, except for this guy over here. Uh, my number 10 is Sparks. Because I would rather listen to that than Dream Run or Slow Surrender. <laughs> I just think it's cool. I mean, it's yes, it's an intro track, but I would actually choose to listen to Sparks again. It's just cool. It's super cool. I like it. All right. Uh, again, wait for the daggers. Number ten for me is the Rio. Wrong. You're so goddamn wrong. You know that's a good song. You know that's. You told me the other day that it was like, yeah, I think you're right about the uh, the river. It's a really good song. Never you, once I, said that. I swear, you asshole. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Anthony, you're number nine. We're gonna do snake oil and uh, holy water, dude. Same. Snake oil, number nine. All right. My number nine is the slow surrender. Hmm. All right. Anthony, your number eight. Um, I had a I had a swing actually as my number eight. Oh, buddy. I'm sorry. This is the first time we're gonna this, this just ah! disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my number I well, man, we were really tracking so close. I know, man. I it had to happen eventually, I guess. My number eight is Sleight of Hand. Well, Get folks, um, Orion is not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes because my number eight is also Sleight of Hand. Ooh. Anthony, your number seven? Uh, Sleight of Hand. So one okay. spot off. But... Yep. Right. So this is this is my cutoff now. Um, we've, we've talked about this on several episodes where you have kind of like chunks of your rankings, right? So for me, my five through seven are all almost tied. Um, so my number seven is the river, actually. It's okay. That's uh, you, you put it a lot nicer than Adam did. So thank you, Ryan. We're, we're still friends. We're good. Yes. Again, we're, we've crossed the threshold now where I like all of these songs. We're no yes. longer in a you can remove this from the album. But my five, six, and seven are are. I'm just going to preface, they're, they're basically tied. Uh, my number seven is Snake Oil and Holy Water. Mm. And Anthony, you're number six. Uh, I got Old Ghosts and New Regrets. Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, like kind of what Orion was saying, like, especially my top three, like it could go either way depending on what my mood is. But uh, yeah, like um, I got I got to go with the Old Ghosts at six. Orion? Uh, my number six is Atlas. It's respectable. Foolish. My number six is Sparks. Wrong. Oh, Just wrong. Oh, that's interesting. You have that really far up. That's pretty cool, actually. I think because, again, it's being that as an intro, it's like, okay, why don't they just merge it with Old Ghost? But again, when it, it's, it changes in, and I, I just, as silly as it is, you bring the matches, I'll bring the gasoline, and it just kicks you in the dick. Like, oh shit, what are we getting ourselves into? I think that that right there really is what sets the tone for what the first half of the album is. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Number five for you, Anthony. I have Wild Eyes at number five. Or Wild Bowels, one of the two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My number five is Blue and the Gray. My number five is Wing. You say swing? Wing. Mm. Mm. All right. Did you say wings? Like Paul McCartney and wings? No, I'm actually thinking about Kip Winger. The TV show Wings? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Red Stupid. Wings? Sure. Low? Sweet? Nope. Okay. All right. Are, uh, oh, what number my number four? My number four? Oh, yes. Yeah, number four. Um, I got Dark Days at number four. Buddy, right there with you again. Number four, oh, Dark yeah. Days. Foolish, both of you. My number four is Blue and the Gray. It's close. It made top five, so we'll we're okay. All right, Anthony, you were number three. My number three is where are you? Um, we decide. Oh, I decided to put um, Atlas at number three. I do love that song, but Atlas is three. Cool. My number trace is Wild Eyes. Which means, yeah, our one twos, whole oh, buddy. We got some different ones. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Yep. All right. My number three is Old Ghost and New Regrets. Okay. Hell of an intro after the intro. All right, Anthony, I am. Oh, oh, oh you're I'm, on the I'm, edge I'm, of your seat. I'm really hoping. Oh, I'm really hoping. What's your number two? Uh, uh, it's uh, the river. It's number two. Oh, yeah, I knew that's gonna wow. be pretty high for you. Uh, I was. Oh, dude, I I went on a whole like like I almost cried talking about I how much I fucking love that song. So it's, it is a it is a really cool song. I need to give it another spin. All right, my number dose is. Any guesses? I'm gonna go old ghost. Surprisingly, no. It's swing is my number two. Nice. Yeah, the way you were creaming over swing, I figured that'd be your number one. Um, it's, all right, well, it's fucking good. But I'll talk my about number it two, my number two is Wild Eyes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool song. So all right, that puts you at the blue and the gray. Yes, one. I guess yeah. my top three it could go either way. It just really sure. kind of depends on the day, and for whatever reason, last night blue and gray was the one. So it is my number one. It didn't. I was expecting River to be number one. It, it was tough. I think I had I swapped them like this afternoon, but uh, sure, I, sure. at one point I had like River at one. But I, you had to but, make a tiebreaker right now. Which one? Now that we've uh, had this conversation, you were listening to it. Are you going to make a swap, or is it uh, blue and gray staying at one? I think we're still going to keep blue and gray at one. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice. Right. So, Ryan, that puts old ghost and new regrets. Yeah, no regrets on one. this one. It may be surprising, but I actually, I think, yeah. I mean, even, I mean, when I ranked it and listening to it again now, I, I think old ghost is still my favorite song on the album. Which puts mine at dark days number one. Good song. I'm not mad at anybody's top songs, actually. There isn't any, you know, I was half expecting Adam to be like, Slow Surrender is by far the best song in the album, but he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I, I was actually very surprised that Anthony had that at 10. Did you what? think I was going to have it lower or what? No, I figured you'd have it like at five. Slow Surrender? Yeah. I was <laughs> getting I mean, that feeling. I do love that song, but yeah, I, you know, maybe it wouldn't get any lower than like seven. Let's just say if I had to switch, it wouldn't be well, any lower I, than seven. I think, I think that and Atlas, I'm surprised that Atlas was not your number one. Once again, like my top three, like I, I'm pretty sure I had Atlas sitting at number one and then until this afternoon, then I rearranged it. But yeah, man, uh, the uh, top three, you could go either way. Um, I love Atlas. I love uh, the river. It just really depends on how I'm feeling. And uh, I was feeling pretty good last night uh, when I decided to do this ranking. So uh, yeah, we'll go well, with that well, one. You, well, I do have Atlas at 11. You have it at three and I have the river at 10 and you have it at two. I mean, you made it clear that you didn't like it, but I love those songs. And that's another reason why you're wrong. Always perpetually wrong. I mean, it is All a right, theme. Yes. All right, so let's round this out. So I have Dream Run, Atlas, The River, The Slow Surrender, Slide of Hand, Snake Oil and Holy Water, Sparks, Swing, Blue in the Gray, Old Ghost, New Regrets, Wild Eyes, Dark Days. Orion, you have The Slow Surrender, Dream Run, Sparks, Snake Oil and Holy Water, Slide of Hand, The River, Atlas, Blue in the Gray, Dark Days, Wild Eyes, Swing, and Old Ghost, New Regrets. Anthony has the intro, Sparks at 12, Dream Run, The Slow Surrender, Snake Oil and Holy Water, Swing, Sleight of Hand, Old Ghost, New Regrets, Wild Eyes, Dark Days, Atlas, the river and blue in the gray at, at number one. So we really didn't do that bad, Anthony. We only had, let's see. I mean, sparks, the, the river, river and Atlas. I mean, Atlas, everything else. I mean, I guess. And then sparks and blue in the gray. I said, so sparks, the river, Atlas. And that's really the, Biggest jumps. Then you've got Old Ghost at three and six, Blue and the Gray at four and one. And everything else is pretty in line. I mean, we pretty much only have like a three three number gap between rankings. Um, you know, better than Ryan I expected. I, it wasn't bad. Ryan, I, yeah, yeah. Ryan and I only had two. I think Swing was the but, only big swing between Anthony and I, as far as I can remember, at least. Yeah, yeah. You you're at two and he's at eight. And I do feel bad about putting it at eight, but you know, like hey. I, I gotta I gotta save some room for my for my for my you songs, do you what know? you I mean I totally get it. I mean that's mm-hmm. why River I agree with you, River's a really good song. It's just there's other songs I like more. Right. No, I understand. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean Ryan, you and I have um one duplicate. You and Anthony have three duplicates at Dream Run, Snake Oil, and uh Dark days, yeah, and then of course, Anthony and I have nothing that matches. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only way that it, it, it really could have worked properly. So I'm glad we didn't agree on anything. And I do wonder, ranking. 
if multiple listens will change my my ranking down the road. I mean, who knows? In a couple of months, I might text you and be like, you know what? Hot and second thought. But I don't I don't know. I mean, I think for me, Old Ghost ranks as high as it does because it still has the novelty of being the type of song it is. Like, it's a right. dick puncher immediately. And I was just like, damn. And then I didn't recapture that feeling as I kind of went through the album. So, except for Swing was pretty close. But yeah. All right. Well, sick. This is a good one. All right, well. Fun episode, and Anthony, I'm glad you could join us on here. Of course. Um, finally, speak your piece. Uh, please continue to, you know, stay tuned for more and more episodes to come. Uh, Absolutely not. No, but uh, you can listen to my podcast. Yes, um, yeah, the Street Sharks, right? Is that the right. Street Sharks or the Correct. Gargoyles or the vintage Coca-Cola ads? What, what are you doing? I mean, I... Adam, don't be ridiculous. I only have a Street Sharks and a Gargoyles podcast. I don't have a Vintage Ads podcast. That's just ridiculous. Yet. That's too time-consuming? Yet. Waiting for the Coca-Cola royalties to come in. How's the Billy and Orion podcast doing? Uh, oh, it's great, Adam. It's doing really well. You know, um, definitely excited for it. 69 billion listeners again. Yeah, it's been really good. We, um, we actually just surpassed... Um, in the end, Lincoln Parks in in terms of streams on Spotify, which oh, just that's awesome. That was our benchmark, <laughs> and we finally hit it. So props to Billy wow. for just really helping bring this home. Throw it out there. Yep. Uh well, very good. All right. Well, let us move on to our final segment of the night. This is music. Trying, we can't find anything. Seriously, what is all this shit? I mean, what are you even looking for? Madonna, Blondie, Bowie, Beatles, music. We need music. This is music. Anthony, what do you have for us this week? So, um, I some of you may know I uh, begged Adam and Orion to get me a shirt with the podcast to wear to Furnace Fest. Well, uh, me being the original longtime listener. Um, I've heard all of the previous emails and then one in particular, there was a person from the kingdom of Sweden. So I am saying hello to you, sir. Um, and I'm going to recommend blindside. Definitely, uh, <clears throat> not what you would typically think from a band and like kind of the scene from, Nor- uh, from like, excuse me, Sweden, uh, definitely kind of a post hardcore feel, but, uh, definitely catchy as shit. And, uh, want to also show you some love over there, sir, that, uh, that, uh, it, it, it's finding its way over here, the music. So uh, keep up the, the scene, make us proud, all that stuff. And yeah, look forward to hearing, uh, hearing more of your stuff in the future. Hell yes. Iran. I have a suggestion actually from a buddy of mine that I had a conversation with today. Uh, Angel Maker. I'm not sure if either of you have heard of or listened to Angel Maker before. Um, they are a deathcore band with some elements of black metal and stuff like that too. So they're kind of theatric and very, um, very over the top, kind of Lorna Shortish vibes. Um, okay. Cool shit. Very, very heavy. Uh, what was their name of their? They recently had an album release. Uh, sorry, one sec. Uh, Sanctum. Which of course, right? That's the name of the album. Um, so it's it, it, it's heavy, good shit. Definitely, definitely check them out. I've been jamming them a little bit today, and uh, and be likey. So check them out. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, so oddly enough, when I was doing all my homework for the Lincoln Park um, episode, I kept getting a suggestion for a band called Fire from the Gods. Um. 
there's like the leads their big single right now um it basically was a mixture of what i was after i heard the song i was like who is this that's a pretty cool name um they blend like hip hop and rap oh, cool. and hardcore and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty, you know, interesting. Uh, make sure you don't really see like, I mean, rap metal is not really prevalent in the mainstream of what you're seeing anymore. But I just, you know, I, vocally, I think the uh, the lead singer, uh, what's his name, AJ, I believe, uh, AJ Channer, uh, really good vocals. Um, I like his, I like his voice a lot. Uh, they got an album, uh, American Sun from 2019 pretty good stuff so check that out um so all right what did you say hmm. ryan what did you say angel maker yes i'm just checking out fire from the gods too that's pretty awesome anthony and you said what was the name blindside any particular albums uh they, they've been around forever just uh that's, probably that's just hit the top songs that's no okay. Now I'm just trying to keep a track so that way I don't like go back and say you know like three weeks now. Check out Fire from the Gods. <laughs> I just want to keep track. It's of hard everything. to get, dude. It's, it's hard to remember. As soon as I started saying Angel Maker, I was like, has that come up before? But it hasn't. Is that, you mean Angel Vivaldi? <laughs> Angel Vivaldi. I'm really digging into this Angel Vivaldi. You should really listen. Which you, which you did bring up. You brought up four seasons. I'm gonna start Our bringing it up language. every single episode. <laughs> I do want to do a um, an episode about like just like instrumental shredders like that. Oh yeah, oh, Tim Henson. Can't wait for that, Adam. Fuck that. <laughs> Hate him so much. God, you did see that. Hey, you did see that Steve I had a guest appearance on their new music video, right? I, wasn't he on a throne or something? Yeah, I yes, heard he about was. that. Yep. Did you watch? I'm not sure if you're a Steve Vai fan, but uh, Jesus, what was that song? I know enough recently. The um. Teeth of the Hydra? I have not, no. Oh, buddy. I'm going to post the link here so you can pull it up. Is that a Three Inches of Blood ripoff? No, it's him (laughs) playing the most insane instrument I've ever seen. Oh, it's like like 11 necks or something like that? It has a... uh, Actually, just... uh, Right now. Oh, you can hear it now? Yeah. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, it's redonkulous. It is. So let me let me tell you about this guitar. Um, it is a three neck. It has a seven string guitar, a twelve string guitar, a four string three quarter scale length bass, thirteen sympath- sympathetic harp strings, a half fretless neck, and some other shit. You should watch the video. Hell. It is insane. You're playing it right now, Adam. Or we can hear it. Yeah, it's cool though. You should check it out. It's wild. I'll check it out for sure. That yeah. sounds awesome. All right. Well, Adam. If you want to pause the video? No, I don't. No. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you again to all of our listeners out there. Uh, we really do appreciate all the feedback. I've just been talking to random people uh, just in life about, you know, well, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm 30 years old now. I have a podcast. What's new with you? Um, and people are like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I've actually had, you know, several people like listen to us. I actually had. A uh, buddy today texted me. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he just texted me. And he said, "Just caught the Hyundai shout out on Metal Oasis with the fist up." And I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And he says, uh, "About the Lincoln Park episode, which is how they're everywhere." You say, "Even in a Hyundai commercial, a couple times." And he drives a Hyundai, so. But he's like stuff like that, and he's like, "Man, I really missed out for not listening." And I'm really digging what y'all are doing. So it's just pretty cool that. Just, 
getting that kind of feedback out there. Um, and I do appreciate all the emails, especially from you, our longtime listener, Anthony. We do appreciate that. Yes, and my pleasure. To our episodes, uh, getting some traction on Twitter and Facebook with more followers. So that's always nice to see that we're just growing, you know, day by day, one by one. So again, please continue to you know follow us on Facebook at the Facebook page, The Metal Oasis, on Twitter at The Metal Oasis, and then our email address is TheMetalOasis at gmail.com. You can follow us. And find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, and Google Podcast. So please, you know, give us, you know, some likes and shares on that and more listens. And please give us, you know, one of those five-star reviews. We do appreciate that. So it can knock us up the food chain and get more people finding us out there. Uh, we are, you know, ticking up as, you know, the episodes go on. And we actually got some... You know, new listeners in the Republic of Finland, and our buddy in the Singapore has just been steadily cranking out listening to us, and Canada's cranking up there as well. So we are. Oh, also Switzerland popped up on the map too. So we're, you know, we're, we're growing, which is awesome to see. So everybody, just please continue that. You know, let us you know know what kind of feedback you have. Let us know, especially after this episode. How wrong am I or how dumb is Anthony on his rankings on Atlas? So we do appreciate everything and anything you can tell us about this to make the podcast better and more entertaining for you. So with that being said, again, we do appreciate everything about that. Next week, we are going to taking a step back into the waters of the Metal Oasis and just relaxing in preparation for when Orion... Myself, Anthony, and a couple other caravan of people head on down to Norfolk, Virginia to check out our favorite band, Trivium. And by doing so, we are going to harken back to episode nine with the Metallica Fantasy Settlers draft and doing that for Trivium in preparation for the show. So that will be a fun you know, breakdown. Same rules apply. The whole catalog's at play. And we'll see whose set list will reign supreme. So, Not Anthony, Adams. Thank you. Shut Correct. up. <laughs> Anthony, thank you again, buddy, for coming on here. We do appreciate that. Orion, I know you've got to go. So with that being said, I will catch you on the flip side. Latro, my dudes. Thanks again, man. Thank you. For oh, thank you guys us. so much. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, boys. All right. <laughs>